Hey guys, how you guys are doing? This is uh, Pastor Foy and Lady Foy. We're coming together again and we just want to share this message with you this morning uh, concerning Daniel. It's called, this message here is called A Faith That Refuses to Bow Down. A Faith That Refuses to Bow Down and as a subtopic, I call it a stand-up kind of faith. A stand-up kind of faith. All right, we're going to be coming from the book of Daniels. Daniels, the third chapter. I'm going to let the pad read unto you, beginning from verse number 8 through verse number 19, if I'm not mistaken. All right, verse 8 through verse number 18, all right? And so we're going to let it read to you, and then we're going to expound. We're going to pray in between, then expound on the word, all right? So I'm going to cut it on so you can hear the message, uh, and we're going to deal with it. Let's go with this. Daniel 3. Nebuchadnezzar. The king made an image of gold, whose height was three score cubits, and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces, to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the princes, the governors, and captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then an herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Therefore at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Thou certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, 
Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if ye be ready that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake, and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, and rose up in haste, and spake, and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace, and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men, upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was an hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel, and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word, and yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other god that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. All right. 
Well, I thought it would be fitting to let it play uh, <clears throat> from the beginning to the end because there was so much information in that that you needed to hear. You need to look at that third chapter yourself. But for all practical purposes, we're going to discuss and present today uh, Daniel, the third chapter, verse number 13 through verse number 18. And that's the focal verse that I want to share with you guys. All right. And now, so I'm going to uh, pray. And then we're going to start dissecting the word of God. Would you just bow your head? Or rather, Lady Kenyatta, uh, who's been ordained lately. And we just thank God for what God is doing in her life. Would you pray for us, please? Father God, we just come to you right now, Lord God, just asking, Lord God, for your forgiveness for anything we may have done, said, or did that was displeasing, dishonorable, and distasteful in your sight, God. Please forgive us for our sins, Father. Now, God, come within us, be with us, cover us, anoint us, yes. God, from the crown of our heads to the sole of our feet, Father. Stir up our gifts in us, Father. In the name of Jesus, and let your word fall on good ground, Father. Break up the foul ground in our hearts, God, so that we may not sin against you, Father. In your darling son Jesus' name, we pray these prayers. Let the church say, Amen, Amen, amen and amen. 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 Guys, this message here is very dear to me, and I pray that you would really hear what is saying and really uh, bring your heart to understand what God is doing in a time like this. Remember, the title of this message is A Fate That Refuses to Bow Down. What about you? Do you have that kind of faith that won't bow down? Because there's many things in this world that can capture our attention and try to lure us into being that. But we must stop. We must not allow the devil, the enemy, or even our own flesh to inhibit us from being the person that God has called us to be. So as a subtopic, we want to talk about a stand-up kind of faith. A stand-up kind of faith. The faith that we know God would love. I'm going to read the focal verses, and then we're going to dissect that thing, all right? Uh, uh, starting at verse 13, it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke and said unto them, Is it true? O Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not you serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I set up? Now, if you be ready, that at what time you hear the, the song or the music of the cornets, the flute, the harp, the satba, the sorcery, the temp, I can't pronounce that one, but anyway, in all the kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, will be with thee. But if you worship not, 
if you worship not, you shall be cast in that same hour into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? And this is a, a great threat. Now, just to help you understand the story again, remember there was a statue that was that the king, somebody developed for him. And for record is, it started off with gold on top, and as it worked down, it had silver in the chest and stomach. Then it got down to clay at the bottom, all right? But the image was made in his image, and it was supposed to be his God for all of them to worship. But something you don't know, it was indeed a setup. See, Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was somewhat, uh, uh, there was Jews that was brought to Babylon in bondage. And a lot of the Jews, and while they was there, they got to meet the king. And I'm just going to share this story, but I'm going to be short with it. Because the king had a dream, and the dream frightened him. So he called his counselors to uh, interpret the dream. He would not tell them what the dream was. He said, if you are really counselors, you tell me what I dreamed and then tell me what it meant. And so the counselors couldn't do it. And, and, and they was afraid because the king would have them killed if they didn't have an answer. So he gave them a night, go sleep on it. And when you come back tomorrow, you tell me what that dream is. I'm going to kill all of y'all. All right, but... Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came with the men when it was time, and they heard about it. But Sadrach was the one that was able to tell the king exactly what he dreamed and also expounded on what the dream meant. All right. And basically, he said it was kind of like you, the part, the head of the statue, the gold part, were you representing your kind of leadership? There was none in the land, in the country, a better king than Nebuchadnezzar. Now, he really liked that. And he real, and then the boys told him what the dream meant. And, and, and that he was the most powerful king in all the country in that area. He favored that. And that's why he raised them up and declared them to be counselors for him as well because they not only interpreted the dream, but they even told him what he dreamed. And that was awesome. So now we at this verse where the king now wants people to worship this image that represent him at this particular time. And, and, and so uh, in doing so, and this is something else I got to tell you. This is not in the scripture, but it's behind the scripture. The counselors that was supposed to uh, interpret the dream and couldn't do it, uh, they was jealous about what the king had did with Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego 
to elevate these Jewish boys uh, that had, was in captivity, to elevate them even over the counselors and gave them a place, a seat of honor as being his primary counselors. So with that jealousy, they lured the king, they tricked the king into doing something. And that is because they knew Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not bow down to statues. So they gave the king and all these good words to make him feel good about setting up this statue. And, he, and they suggested that he, when the music played, that everybody needs to bow down and worship. But they knew Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego wouldn't. So they fooled the king because of his pride and arrogance. And he said, what a great idea that everybody should worship. That would represent me as being the greatest king. And whosoever don't worship shall immediately be thrown in the fiery furnace. And the boys brought this message back to the king that the guys you just ordained to be counselors, oh, king, they did not bow down to your image. Now, you got to know they was peeping at these boys because they know they wouldn't do it. And so they brought that message back to the king. And so here in verse 13, the king in his rage and fury commanded them to bring Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before his presence. And he said, I heard that you guys did not bow down, who refused to bow down when the music played, as everybody was supposed to do. And I said, I'll have everybody thrown into the fiery furnace who doesn't bow down. The king loved the guys because they gave him a good message. So he takes his time and says, I tell you what, now I'm going to have the music play right now. And if you guys bow down, hey, we good. But if you don't, I'm going to throw you into the, have you thrown into that fiery furnace. And then he said, who shall be that God that deliver you out of my hands, being God? All right, after the statue. All right, so here I got a little commentary for you where it says, this news made the king very angry, but he did not want to punish Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He gave them another chance or opportunity to obey his command. Nebuchadnezzar was the most powerful man or king in the world at that time, he thought that he could do anything. He even thought that no God could rescue anyone from his wrath, but he was wrong, as you're going to see. Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not forget the real God that they served. Though they was in bondage, God could rescue them if he wanted to. And they knew that he could. 
they still dared to give honor to and glory to the God of Nebuchadnezzar that he had set up. And he knew that God, they knew that God would rescue them. They would never give homage or honor to an image. In fact, they knew that they were doing the right thing by God. When the king said, is it true? Uh, just off of that, to his credit, Nebuchadnezzar did not accept the accusation on of the hearsay of his counselors. He made sure of it with a personal interview with Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It is one thing to make a stand for God. It is a greater thing to stick to your stance when intentional ask, is it true? Peter followed Jesus after he was arrested and when they declared, didn't we see you with that man Jesus? He denied three times that he knew Jesus on a personal level. But to answer the question here, but if you do not worship, ye shall be cast immediately into the burning fiery furnace. Nebuchadnezzar would not tolerate Losing face on such an important occasion, his pride made that, that he declared, you shall, no other God shall deliver you from my hands. And who is that God, he declared, that shall deliver you? Nebuchadnezzar thought nothing of insulting of all gods with this statement, the God he really believed in was himself, not the God of Babylon. So in verse number 16 is where we want to start. This is my major point in here. Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king. He said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. In this matter. In other words, the boys are telling him based on that statement, they are, they have no need to defend themselves. Their stance on the matter was clear. They clearly would not bow down to the golden image. They were very radical concerning their faith. Listen to me, the word radical, they had a radical faith. That term refers to that which is new or different from what is known or traditional or normal. Having extreme political, social, and spiritual views and, and, and stand that were not, they were not shared by most people. 
Most people in that kingdom in Babylon would not even do that. They didn't know the true God. They didn't know the real God. In ignorance, they stood and worshipped a statue. They bowed down and gave homage to a statue. The word means to be militant, talking about radical faith. They was militant, extreme, and revolutionary. In other words, these boys would not uh, uh, bow down and worship or go there and listen to this. They said, we are not careful to answer thee in this manner. In other words, what they was telling the king, you done gone too far. We ain't going to even take the time to uh, uh, entertain this matter that you're talking about with the God. In other words, they're saying, King, you know, in those days, you have to be careful how you talk to the king. You know, you have to choose choice words. At least you can be killed. But these boys was very radical in their faith. They say, we don't care what happened. We don't care what you're going to do. We don't care about your drug concern in this matter. We're not going to be careful. We're not going to give a whole lot of thought to answering you there. You done gone too far. Our God can deliver us. Our God will deliver us. And we ain't moving because of any threat that you say. Yes, I have to ask you the question. How radical is your faith. Do you have the guts or the will to stand up in the midst of an opportunity to really magnify God or will you bow down to man and serve the images? You know, there are many images in the world that people uh, worship and serve. I've seen people with chains around their neck doing the prayer beads and everything as though power was in the beads. I've I done seen people that believe they have St. Paul, St. Peter, St. Michael. They have these little things that they put their whole hopes in. And they have things about angels that they believe in. But the book of Colossians tells us don't let anybody fool you to bow down to anything but God. Now, Sadrach and Meshach and Abednego didn't have that information at that time. But they was radical enough to know that God was the only true God. And him and him only would they serve. And then knowing that they could be killed. They could be thrown in the fire. These boys got a little warm about it and told the king where to get off at. I wonder, when was the last time you told the devil where to get off at? That devil, you done gone too far. That you done stood. There's all kind of things the world will try to influence believers to do something that would be offensive to the true and living God. But we must be like 
These boys every now and then get a little radical in our faith and downright tell somebody where to get off at. So the message goes on in verse 17 where it says, If it be so, they tell Nebuchadnezzar, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. We want you to recognize you may be a great king, but you're not the king of kings. Come on now. You're not the headship. You may be representative of the headship of a statue, but when it comes down to spiritual matters, you're nothing but a foot. There is someone who sits high and look low. So not only was they radical, but these boys was relentless. Listen to the definition, to have a relentless faith. It refers to that which is never lacking, but continuing always at the same intense. It is persistent unyielding, unbending, and undetermined. In other words, indetermined rather. These boys let the king know, for God we live, and for God we are willing to die. But we know he will deliver us. It messed the king up. So in his fury, he has them thrown into the fiery furnace. Verse number 18, listen to what it say. So not only they had a radical faith, but they had a relentless faith. Verse number 18 say, but if not, meaning if God don't deliver us, the Jewish men showed, or rather, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve the golden image, neither will we worship the image which you have set up. Now, because they talk like that to the king, they got flipped in his head. In other words, they wanted to let him know where to get off at. You done gone too far. When it come down to our God, you're worrying about the wrong thing, all right? So he said, but if not, meaning in this, the Jewish men showed they had a good understanding and appreciation of submission to God. They knew God's power, but they also knew that they must do what is right by God and not so much by man. They did not do what they expected or hoped them to do was to bow down to the golden image. They say, let it be so to you, O king. It, this is what they meant in this statement. It took great faith to stand or and say to the king, God brought them 
to this place to display great faith by preparing them to put the test in their extraordinary demonstration. The statement of Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is also for what is does not have any hidden or any kind of excuse. In a time of testing like this, it is easy to think of thousand excuses that seem to give in and compromise their faith. They was also resolved. In other words, they not only had a radical faith, they not only had a relentless faith, but now they display their faith is resolved. And according to the dictionary, it means, refers to that which is unwaving. They would not wave. It, it, they, it's fixed. In other words, they ain't going nowhere. It's immovable commitment to. They ain't changing their mind about God. And consistent they are and faithful in their faith and hope in God. In other words, they had a resolved faith. Resolved to simply mean the matter is settled. We ain't trying to answer you. We ain't trying to fix nothing to say something pretty to you to make you feel good about yourself. We want to just tell you how we feel about this matter that you would dare call us and challenge us about bowing down and worship an image and you want to threaten us with a fiery furnace. Now you got to know that this made the king, these guys be talking like this to the king, it infuriated him. He's messed up, jacked up. You don't know what the man or that. In fact, he gets so angry that he tells his men to turn the furnace up seven times more the heat that they ever used to put anybody in. And the kicks thing about it, when the men took the boys and brought them in, it was so hot, tell them that threw them in was burnt up. But the king himself looked to his counselors and say, didn't we put three in there? How be it? I see four, and the folk one look like the Son of God. The scripture says, goes on to say that these boys, after a while of being fascinated by these boys in the flames, and yet not being burned, walking around, having a talk with Jesus, telling them all about his troubles, and Jesus in there hearing his fainters cry and thus answering, bye, bye. Listen to me, guys. These boys refused to bow down in the midst of a threat of going into a fiery furnace, and they really didn't know for sure that whether they was going to be delivered, but they knew that their God could if he wanted to. And so with much courage 
and courageousness, they was thrown in the fire, and God in the midst of flame cooled down their day. They was walking around in that furnace, having a talk with Jesus. Nebuchadnezzar was so messed up, till from their guys, he told everybody in the kingdom that their God is truly God, and everybody shall worship the God of Sadrach, Meshach, in Abednego from there on. What about you? How deep is your faith? Every now and then, we need to be radical in our faith. But there are times we also need to be relentless because the devil would want to shift us, would want to mess our lives up, trip us up. Get us arguing, fighting, killing one another. Yeah, that's what the devil does. So we need a relentless faith. But also, we need to resolve the matter. For God we stand. For God we live. And another we will not bow down to. What a beautiful story to teach us how to have us stand up kind of faith. Is that the kind of faith you want? What kind of faith do you have? When trouble comes in your life, do you get afraid? Do you bow down and do whatever the devil said before you? Just trying to get to the peace. But how many of you know peace is only in Christ? These boys gave us and gives us a great example what it means to be Christian. We need to be radical sometime and tell people, especially the devil, where to get off at. There are times we need to be relentless. We ain't never giving up. We gonna go ahead, go ahead, go ahead in our faith. Move from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And then ultimately, we need to be resolved. Why don't you settle the matter within the self? Are you truly Christian? Or are you hypocritical? You know, Peter was saved in spite of his denial. Of Christ, And not only did he deny Christ, but he started cussing to deny him because he was afraid that he would be killed. You know, being Christian don't mean you're going to always be safe, and it definitely don't mean you're not going to have any problems. Scripture has well said, all them, anybody that's saved must suffer persecution. In fact, guys, we need to get this matter settled. Because we are Christians, we're going to go through much. The devil is real, but also he's a liar. Because God is bigger and better than the devil can present to us. 
And this is what faith in him, Christ, is all about. We must develop a stand-up kind of faith and stop bowing down to the cares of this world. What about you? Think about it. What do you want to be when you stand before God? You want to be that person that stands before him as his champion or his wimp. Everybody has to make that decision for themselves. Do you want to be a person that's bowing down to this, bowing down to that, bowing down, just trying to keep the peace? When the scripture has well said, if you keep your mind on him, he'll keep you in perfect peace. Into all life, some rain must fall. But God will show up and show out. You must only trust him. And we do that by not going along with the world, but going along in opposition of the world. This world is not our home. It's not our final destination. But in this world, we can finalize our destination if we have a stand-up kind of faith, a faith that refuses to bow down. Come on, bow your heads with me. Let us pray. Father, right now, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, God, we thank you, God, for who you are. And we thank you for what you mean to us in our lives. What a mighty God we serve. We have seen your hand from time to time and how you save and deliver. God is personal. I've been through some things and I know with absolute you're real. God may for the rest of my life be it far from me to ever worship or bow down to anything but you. God, I may not be as strong as three, these three young men, but I'm as determined to be everything you desire me to be. I want to hear you saying that day, well done my good and faithful service. You've been faithful over little. Now come and rule with me over many. Father, bless. Thank you for this word. God, thank you for this example that even in the midst of our worst nightmare, you can make it. Turn it around to be our dream come through. We all go through hardship. In fact, we are destined for hardship just because we believe. But God, we are also delivered because you will show up and show out. 
what you did for these three young men, Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They are no better than us. But if we have the same level of faith, we are already delivered. Now, bless. Now, God, continue to love and move in our lives. Help us to be everything you called us to. And the blessed and wonderful name of Jesus. Let the church say, Amen, Amen, and Amen. God bless you and God keep you. This is our faith. Be blessed.